I'm I'm flying, baby. I'm 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 stoked right now for this episode. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Episode 17 and making his return to the Rub and Tubs podcast. Williams. <laughs> my good friend Bo, Bull just boys? stated. Parker Williams, how you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be back on the pod. Sorry I was a little bit late. Slept in a little bit. <laughs> but Dude, I feel that. I, I am hurt. Yeah. I'm hurt like a motherfucker right now. So, I <laughs> well, shit, Chase yeah, is just I guess... struggling to stay alive. Yeah, uh, I, Chase is like uh, yeah. deathly hungover. <laughs> yeah, it's was bad, bro. Been, I was fucking day drinking since like twelve o'clock yesterday, and I probably didn't stop till like two o'clock. So, <laughs> what, just watching the games or what? Damn. <laughs> no, Amanda did something like had some friends over for my birthday, like a little birthday thing, and nice. it was just like. I don't know. I guess when you're the birthday person, they just target you, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got iced like six times, and there were the tall bo- ices, like the tall boys, like the like, yeah. Like, 20 oh. ices. It's just the, the sugar. The sugar is hurting. Like really. That hurting. is like one of my least favorite feelings ever. When you get iced and you have to like put that thing down, it just hurts. Yeah, dude. It's just like, yeah. It's like it's a fuckload of liquid. It's not even just that. It just, it just fucking. It, it, they're always like freezing. Like I don't know what it is, but like whenever you that's get it, ice, that's like, true, dude. Like I can't, I couldn't fucking put it down because it's so damn cold. It's so yeah. cold and just sugary and carbonated. So you're just fighting for your life the entire time. Oh, I've been fighting dude, for hours, bro. I got up at like seven forty-five for this the podcast, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, it's like. <laughs> fucking good thing Patty won, or else I wouldn't be excited today. But. Cole, Cole used to put down a, a fuck ton of ices back in the day. Cole, that's actually ISIS. no. Cole is dude, oh, my. <laughs> oh no, I'm thinking of Ben Blackwell. He used to get iced all. I was the gonna say, time. dude. I actually, I, I think the last time I was able to like chug an ice was like maybe freshman year of college. I was never good at that. I could chug beers, but I could never chug those ices. Those things are oh, tough. Yeah, I'd always have to have to take a break, like in the middle of it, just because like the carbonation and like how cold it was. That's just miserable. So I'm sorry, Chase. I'm sorry you had to go through that. But happy Dude, birthday, by the way. Uh, thank you, man. Yeah, it's good thing. Yeah, birthday. happy late birthday. Thanks, yeah. guys. You know, it's it's good to see you your pretty faces. So if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be here. But <laughs> I'm happy to be here, and I'm gonna struggle for this next hour. But uh, let's get into business. It looks like the Bruins got a. Looks yeah. like the Bruins pulled a dub for you on your birthday. You know what, man? I yeah, I'm surprised. Did you even watch? Like, no, I don't remember. <laughs> that, but I saw that. I saw that <laughs> they won like 33 to 20 or something like that. Um, but it was uh, actually a good game. Garbers apparently played very well. And um, he came out yesterday and said, I'm returning. He said, I ain't fucking leaving. So Garbers is back. I guess that's our franchise quarterback for next year. And I honestly, I, I think Garbers is not a bad quarterback. I, I really don't think so. Like, I, I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback. But I think he, like, he can get you six or seven wins. And I guess without fucking Dante, it's like we got to. Rock with what we got. So, take it. 
guys yeah, did the, business yesterday, bro. I dude, I, I wasn't expecting that. I I had Boise yeah, State winning that game. Well, the thing is, is is Boise was on their third string quarterback, so I mean that definitely works in UCLA's favor. Um, but UCLA they lost like six offensive starters in the portal, so they didn't have them either. Um, I guess Garbers is back. I. Like, fuck, dude. I don't, he was really hurting when I saw him two weeks ago. He like fucking was like holding his arm like this, and I'm like, you fucking suck, you're a scrub. But he balled out yesterday. So <laughs> it's good to see. Good to see. I mean, not a not a terrible start to the bowl weekend. So bowl, 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 bowl <laughs> weekend recap. Dude, speak, speaking of uh, like returners, <clears throat> freaking Danny Stutzman pulled a yeah. a quick change up. On uh, the Oklahoma fan base, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Danny Stutzman, but I I was fully expecting him to go to the draft. Um, he's coming back for his his final year, um, and uh, I uh, I think that him and the fact that Billy Bowman is also coming back for his final year as well, dude. I think Oklahoma might have one of the best defenses in college football next year. I know that that might be a hot take, like right off the bat, but you Danny Stutzman is, yeah, we did, not, and I mean, Danny Stutzman is had, Danny yeah. Stutzman is going to be a in the in the running for the Butkus Award. Um, in all honesty, Billy Bowman probably should have won the Butkus Award, or not the Butkus Award, the the Jim Thorpe Award uh, this year. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, the uh, the Thorpe Committee did not do uh, Billy Bowman justice. I don't oh think it's a, I don't think it's a hot take, Cole. And the reason I say that is because. Almost positive, your team led the country in turnovers. I, if I'm not mistaken, so I mean, we I were either we, one or two. I believe we had yeah. uh, or maybe 21 takeaways. Yeah, so I think if you're getting your two, you know what, two dogs back. Those are our two best defensive players. The, I mean, Billy Bowman yeah. out deep, and then Danny Stutzman is just a freaking run stuffing linebacker, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to see him play next year. I, I, th- yeah. I think that he might be in the running for, you know, one of the top linebackers in college football next year. I honestly thought he was one of the top linebackers in college football this year, especially the way he started the season. And then he got injured, you know, midway through the season, missed a game and was kind of slow for maybe two or three games after that. But I mean, he finished the year strong, started the year out just dominating. So I'm excited to see him play, you know, a full, hopefully healthy season next year. Yeah, well. he seems he seems like he's a good uh, like character for the locker room. At least that's like what he seems like on like clips that I've seen and like social Dude, media. Yeah, like, he just he seems like that type of dude that you'd want like in I don't know just for like the energy even like in your locker room. He he's the and I mean Brent Venables has even said this. I'm I mean I'm paraphrasing a bit, but he is the life of that locker room. Like he's the. He is the one true leader. Everybody looks to him, especially on the defense. I mean, he's he's become you know a mentor to the younger guys like Kip Lewis and Lewis Carter, Phil Pachotti. Um, but yeah, dude, he's he's one hundred percent the leader of that team. Agree, agree, man. I'm super thrilled. Up, Bull, how'd you feel about uh, Dylan? Bull, how'd you feel about Dylan Gabriel uh, transferring? I mean, I felt like that was the, probably the right move for him. Um, <clears throat> Honestly, I didn't see like. Tra- yeah, I didn't. I didn't see transfer like on the list of things that I was expecting to come from him. I thought that he was either going right. to return for a year, 
or I thought he was going to go to the NFL. And I didn't really want him to return because I didn't want to lose Jackson Arnold. I think Jackson Arnold is a generational talent. I know I've talked about that in the past. But, uh, yeah, I, I was expecting 100% to see him go to the draft. Um, and when he entered the portal, I was like, okay, it makes sense if he either follows Jeff Levy to Mississippi State or mm-hmm. I swear this was – I I and you guys even said it too, Chase and Luis. I was like, it makes sense for him if he maybe goes to Oregon. With yeah. Bo Nix leaving, being a veteran, you know, quarterback, that's a good landing yeah. spot for him. So I'm happy for him. And I mean, I'm excited about the future for Oklahoma and Jackson Arnold. I think it was a, a really good a move for both sides because it's like you guys have this five star guy. I know, Cole, you've been talking a lot about Jackson, and it's like Dylan Gabriel is a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But at what point are you going to keep riding the six year dude? And like, I get it, but. You want you got to develop Jackson Arnold too. Uh, <laughs> fighting demons, Luis. Luis, you got a, got anything to recap from yesterday? Um, I mean, if you're talking college football, I actually didn't do too much of college football watching last night. I watched a snippet of the UCLA game, uh-huh. um, just because I was like wanting to keep track of if they were winning or not for your sake, because I know that you probably weren't watching. I was but, so fucking gone. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not only just that, I know you made that promise that you said you weren't going to watch them anymore. I did. Until, you know what? You're yeah. right. I said I will not watch another game under the Chip Kelly area. But you know that's, what? It, I, yeah. That's it, what I I'm thought was to, going on. I'm true to my word, but you know what? It is nice to wake up to a victory, and it's nice to see, hey, maybe next year we're not going to be 6-6. Six and six. Maybe we'll be 7-5. and five. So that is always <laughs> Well, you went 8-5 and five this year. That maybe we'll be eight and five next year, but it's funny because eight and five for this team is like it sounds decent on paper because they're like, oh, you know, they had a fucking freshman quarterback, but like, bro, they had so many opportunities to be like ten and three or nine and four, and that's a good year for UCLA. But it's like we're doing like not doing anybody justice by saying, oh, they went eight and five. You know, they they looked really good, but it's like, motherfucker, did you guys watch the blowout to Cal? Like, mm-hmm. did you just look, watch how fucking shitty they've looked after these games with no offense? It's like, it's just, I've seen two different teams this year. I saw a team that went out and dominated SC, a team that went out and played great against Boise. Uh, and then I've also seen the fucking, a team that has three quarterbacks who can't fucking throw a ball for their life. So I have no expectations for UCLA next year, but I'm, uh, it's just interesting. I, I have no idea what team's going to play. So, yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing. The two games that stick out the most for me that I feel UCLA could have turned them around or at least um, like produced a different result were that game, like the Cal game that they lost by multiple mm-hmm. scores, and then Arizona State. Because I think those are both two teams that UCLA could have easily beaten, and then I, I just don't know what happened. They just, and then you're talking yeah. about a 10-2 and two season. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Same thing. Fighting same thing for that. a New Year's Six. Mm-hmm. Same thing that happened to Oklahoma last year. I mean, the thing with Oklahoma last year was that they would lose those close one-score games. Mm-hmm. I think UCLA, like, it was, yeah, sure, it's a little bit different because Cal beat them by multiple scores, but that's still a football team that they should have been beating had they, yeah. I don't know, maybe just woken up differently that day or something. So, so I, I, the, I expected them to lose to Utah and Utah. I get it. I expected them to lose at Oregon State. Like, those are tough teams with good home records. So, they're 7-2. And then I expected them to lose to either USC 
and then I guess or Arizona. So I expected them to go nine and three. I did not expect them to go seven and five. Going back to what you were saying, <clears throat> yes, Chase, I agree. Like I think UCLA definitely have the schedule to go nine and three, but yeah, I don't know. Man, it's just your boy, yeah. your boy Chip, bro. He's just a choke artist. It, it seems. Yeah. No, here. Sorry, go ahead. Cool. No, no. Fin- finish your thought, bro. My only thing is, is I don't know if you guys have seen the schedule for UCLA next year, but it's bad. You know, they are play LSU in Death Valley. It's gonna be fucking womp. Yeah. They play, uh, <laughs> they play Oregon and they play Tough. Washington back to back. Oh um, Jesus! They have a very hard schedule, and and, and it's probably UCLA. They, they usually open up against three really easy schools to kind of get the you know momentum going, but. Their their preseason like or not preseason their pre Big Ten games excuse me are tough. I expect yeah. them to go six and six so, at best. So, so this is what I was gonna say about UCLA because Chase, you know I'm a huge UCLA basketball fan, just as yourself. But like, let let's be real here because I know you keep on saying like, oh, I'm not gonna watch another game under the Chip Kelly era, this and that. Like, I want UCLA to be dominant, this and that. Like, dude, let, let's be honest. The last time UCLA was dominant was Troy Aikman. And that was a once-in-a-time, like, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for UCLA. Like, UCLA is not a football school. And in the land of, like, in the world of NIL, I think that what UCLA should really do is, because Chip Kelly is consistently winning bowl games. Like, there's, you know, there's winning seasons. And I think that that's what UCLA should, like, be happy with. You know, like... Bowl winning seasons, six or seven wins, eight wins, nine wins on a good year, and win a bowl game. And I feel like they should be focusing their NIL money on basketball because that's where that's where UCLA is dominant is basketball. So I don't know. I I, I just think that like for UCLA, it would be better suited for them to focus those NIL dollars and dominance in a particular sport on basketball because they're entering the big 10 and the big 10 is a better conference than the pac 12 in football and basketball, in my opinion. So I really think that their NIL dollars like should be spent more towards and their focus should be spent more towards their basketball program because they're not very good this year in basketball either. And that's unfortunate. They're terrible, terrible, dude. I, sorry. I, I I missed like your first 30 seconds. I had to let my dog out, but well, no, yeah, so like, I was I was just saying, Chase, like I'll, I'll recap it. Like basically I was just saying that UCLA is not a football school. I think that they should be happy with a bowl win, you know, consistent bowl wins, whether that's on a six, seven, eight, or nine win year. I think that they should be happy with bowl wins and they should spend their money and their focus on basketball because that is what UCLA is. And that's where they're going to be dominant if they can be dominant is basketball. It's, it's yeah, weird I mean, their because, basketball. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. So I, I was just going to add in was just like, yeah, dude, their basketball team, I mean, like they're just known for always just getting big names. And especially with NIL, there's no reason for them not to continue to get those big names really. Yeah, it's weird because this year I can say I, I have never, like they had like no five-star guys. Um, they, had, they got these guys from like, they have a couple overseas guys that are pretty good, but they're not developed. You know, it's like they got a big like seven-footer from I think Spain who's pretty good, but they're a very young team. Like, their starters are freshmen and sophomores, and then you have Adam Adam Bonet, who's a sophomore, who's probably going to be a top 15 pick. Um, 
But like, I mean, last year they had, they were good last year because they had five seniors on the team. You know, Hawkes, they had Campbell, they had Singleton, and like, they had all these guys and these big names last year who were good, but dude, I don't fucking know. I, this new athletic director, he's like all about change. He's all about, you know, bringing in the top dudes. And like, hey, we're UCLA. Like, we're, we're the number one public university in the school, but it's like, or in, excuse me, in the country, but it's like, NIL has just changed sports so much with it's all about what you can buy and what you can offer like it's almost like like you got to treat this almost like a like a job interview right you have absolutely these, you have all these you know different jobs you want to go to it's like but i'm gonna go to the place that offers me the most money and i, I do the same thing it's free agency dude like there, there needs to be oh, yeah. restrictions put in place i mean there yeah i saw someone say that there needs to be a commissioner essentially of college football and that there needs to be a dude, governing board Bro, and essentially like contracts almost this like i'm not even a usc fan but can you imagine the reggie bush money that he'd have now if he was in in college oh god like the dude got a fucking heisman taken away from him all because he was just literally just wanted to help his family out and now that you're now if you do that and you're in like in college football you're looked at as like a hero like taking care of your people like i get it he got a fucking heisman taken away they wanted to fucking forgive the season do this do that i got banned from his school for 20 years it's like it's just bullshit for doing the I same really thing were, that everyone else is doing right now yeah yeah dude they they like ucla played in the pac-12 championship in like 2013 because 10 years later they decided fuck reggie you know it's like ucla was like six and six and they were won the pac-12 south because sc was bull ineligible it's just like fucking stupid. I, yeah. I don't. I don't like nil. I don't think it's the right thing to do because I think it takes away from the sport. And now you almost have like, it's just who can give you the most money. And it's just like, I, 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 dude. Honestly, I wish I was an athlete because fuck, I'd be rich if I was any sort of <laughs> athleticism. But it takes away from the game for me personally, and I think I more suffer because my school sucks at sports. But. Whatever. <laughs> I guess I could see it both ways. I could I could see how it how it does take away from it, but it also does help. But it's just like such like a like a fine line. Like Cole said, like they need to like I guess it's just so fresh. It's so new. So like it's just like they don't really know how to like work with it. They don't know how to handle it just like correctly quite yet, I feel like. What yeah, yeah, what what do you even like do you throw in like a salary cap or something, like something like that along yeah. those lines? Because I see like I had never would have never imagined like looking into like transfer rankings and, and recruiting class rankings. Now you go in and now it says like the NIL value of like each recruit and player, like a hundred K 200 K 400 K like a million dollars. If it's fucking Jackson mm -hmm. Arnold or whoever, for example. And I'm like, I, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like they, they can like pinpoint what that val like what the value is for that specific player. But then at the same time, like what you're saying, like how, how are you going to keep that under control? Like, well, what stops the schools like that have just all the money in the world to spend on NIL from just paying everybody a million dollars or at least like half a million dollars. Um, and then you compare that to UCLA who maybe is going to allocate more of their NIL money to only basketball because they're a basketball right. school. Right. So I, just, I don't know, man, I, 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 I definitely agree with Cole and I'd, or I guess everybody, it seems we're all on the same page there. Like it just, yeah. there, there has to be something to like make sure that this doesn't get too out of control. Cause then 
the the people who are going to suffer are the schools like that it's are just like, kind of wild. at the bottom of the totem pole. It's wild to me because you know even a couple of years ago the transfer portal was not really existent. If if you transfer, you had to wait out a year. You had to do all this, and now you're encouraged to transfer. Nobody stays four years anymore. You know you're not getting these loyal guys. So or if if nobody's going to stay all four years, and you know if if a guy guys coming in, especially in the quarterbacks with quarterbacks, you see a lot of transfers and stuff. And I'm not sure if that has to do with NIL, but. College football is so much different than it was three, four years ago. Like, well, there's no loyalty. It's all about money, and it's all about, like, I don't know. I well, if you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah, just to add on to that, yeah. I think it's I think it's that, and then also the calendar for like athletics is just so fucked. Like, I think it's crazy that like early signing day and like all these very crucial and important dates are around this period when teams are getting ready to play in bowl games or New Year's Six games. Like, I know it was a topic with, like, Malik Murphy deciding to transfer out of Texas. And it it's just one of those situations where it's like, I understand why you're doing this. Like, you're kind of – he almost has no choice because, like, one day, like, Quinn Ewers decides he wants to stay and then Arch Manning is saying he wants to stay. And then now Malik Murphy's put in a situation where he's like, well, I have to enter the portal now because I need to go enroll in whatever university I'm going into next semester – you know, like I have to, I have to go, go be at school over there. So this like period of time right now, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's not sustainable. I don't think like you're, you're essentially forcing players into the portal in certain situations and with signing day, I mean, and, and all these different things, like these coaches are now worried about preparing their team for their bowl game. For some teams, it's more important than others because they're either in a new year six or a CFP game. They're preparing for that at the same time. They're trying to recruit their high school players at the same time, they're trying to recruit their own players, make sure that they're like staying, you know, making sure that they're not about to dip into the portal. And then at the yeah. same time, they're they're having to dip into the portal and see like what holes they need to plug. And it's just it's too much, I think, like for for a coach to handle or I mean, for a program to handle. It's just I don't know. They need to do something about everything from the dates of like early signing day and, and all of that. And then also we need like something to govern NIL because I just feel like. It, it might just be a bubble that's going to burst at some point and like a lot of crazy shit is going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen because I'm not like an expert on all of this, obviously, but I, don't know, I do think that something needs to be done. This is a <clears> – <throat> so you mentioned like different – you mentioned salary cap for one. I just want to kind of run through a couple of things that I think that that I think would drastically improve the transfer portal. And one would be a salary cap. And it's not necessarily a salary cap per team because I think that that would vary so much. And I don't think that that would actually fix anything because your dominant programs are still going to be the top dogs. I think that you implement a salary cap per capita. And what I mean by that is you enter, you you put a salary cap on the amount of money that you can spend on a particular player. And I don't know exactly how you calculate that, but I think that you calculate it initially by a recruit's ranking, whether they're a four-star, a three-star, or a five-star, and you put it uh, basically a cap on how much a five-star can earn, how much a four-star can earn, how much a three-star can earn. That way you're essentially – you're incentivizing the better players get the most money that it's, it's based off of talent and not necessarily their media likability, if that makes sense. 
And this was something that I was talking about with somebody at work the other day. You don't, for these like 17 and 18 year old kids, like they're not capable of handling. I, I know I wasn't, and I'm sure you guys weren't either. Like, it sounds great making millions of dollars that, that young, but like, we don't have the knowledge of how to handle it. And I think that a lot of these kids are getting taken advantage of like early on and it's messing them up down the road. So I think if you implement a cap on how much these kids earn, you know, whether that's 500 grand or 250 or something like that to a 17, 18 year old kid, that's life changing per year. Can you guys imagine what we would have been able to do if each of us had even $250,000 of of just disposable income coming in every single year? I mean, you're not paying for tuition. You're not paying for room and board. You're not paying for your food. That's just $250,000 of disposable income. That can still drastically help your families. And it's like – so. Oh, sorry. Continue. I'm I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, I and uh, I'll dive into a couple more. But go ahead and and what were you gonna say, Chase? But I'll I'll dive into a couple more things afterwards. What like I have you know just friends that are you know even they're they have you know scholarships. They'll play football, and it's not like they even play, but they still get like these stipend checks. They get free, you mm-hmm. know, they fruit free or uh, living. You know, they get all this merch. They get all this stuff. They get all this. They don't pay for their meals. They don't pay for anything. They just and then and now you're introducing nil money, and it's like, fuck, dude. I wish I was athletic. It's honestly like I wish I could fucking go to college and do it differently. But I wasn't blessed with this athletic genes. I'm five foot seven and two hundred something pounds. I'm not six one, and you got a fucking <laughs> rifle. But it's amazing to me what these what these athletes are already getting, and they. I mean, shit. If you're going to win me money on my bets, you deserve it. But what I will say is you're throwing NIL money on top of that. It's like it's stupid money. What 18-year-old or 19-year-old deserves all that money? They don't know what the fuck to do Well, that kind of cash. I, I want to be like very careful on this topic because like I don't, I don't think it's that they don't deserve it. Like if they should absolutely be profiting off of their, their name, their image, and their likeness because broadcast companies are making – billions of dollars of revenue as a as a total every single year off of broadcasting these games and using these kids images and their names and everything and marketing themselves so they absolutely do deserve to get paid for that but they're getting taken advantage of right now without even really realizing it because at the end of the day like how many of these kids are actually going to go on to the nfl not a lot of them and i i think that like You're giving them all this money right now and not giving them a plan of action to handle it. So like if you're going to be throwing all this money at them, the NCAA or some governing board at least needs to put some safeguards in for these kids because I guarantee you a lot of them are going to blow through it. Like they don't understand how to handle that kind of money. And if you lower the number down, dude, six figures to a 17, 18, 19 year old is still crazy money that can still help your family in a drastic way. And another thing that I think that they should do, Luis, you mentioned like when they end up signing, dude, you got to push that back. Like for, for incoming freshmen, I get it. Like early signing day, that's fine. But the transfer portal window, dude, that, that needs to close and open at the same time every year. Once at the end of the school year, at the beginning of summer, 
and then it closes at the end of summer or a week or so before school starts. That's when the transfer portal needs to be in the summer. And that's it because you have guys and you have invested because let's be honest, this is what they are. They're investors, people that are, are throwing this money at them within the programs. They're investors. And a lot of them are throwing ridiculously large sums of money. Look at Texas A&M, for example. And then the players have all of the control. Now, I'm not saying they don't deserve any control. Like they do deserve some sort of control, but the money that they're being paid with is from investors and they should have some sort of say. So if they're going to invest a million dollars on a particular defensive lineman, well, then they should be able to, to you know, in some way demand like, hey, if we're going to spend this type of money on you, we want you to stick around. Like we don't want you to take our money and then leave in six months. Yeah. Like there, there yeah. needs to be some sort of safeguard for the investors too, because right now they're taking on all the risk. And if it keeps going down this road, they're going to stop investing altogether. That's just what happens when bad investments continuously occur. They're just going to stop investing. Um, go ahead, Chase. No, no, you guys have been way too nice. You, you talk first. I, I was just going to say, like, I, I, I know someone brought it up earlier, but I think they need to bring back sitting out a year as well. Like, I think people I agree, still yeah. were able to bet when that was when that rule was was in place. People were still able to benefit from transferring to another school, but you didn't see people just kind of hopping, like jumping ship and hopping onto another bandwagon. Um, like as often because they, I mean, they have to sit out a year and, and I don't know, it, it, I feel like having that rule back in place, it'll take a little bit of the mercenary out of what NIL is, is slowly becoming. I feel like everyone is just slowly just becoming a mercenary now. Like, it's just like, all right, like this school is going to pay me a little bit more. Like what's going to stop me from transferring to that school. And it's as easy as that. Like I transfer and I'm already playing next year as, as a starter and, I don't know. Like there was that statistic where it was like four to 500 more players entered the portal this year on the first day of like that the portal opened uh, in comparison to last year. And that's only one year. Like what's it going to look like in, in, in two years in three years. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think kids should be allowed to transfer because the sometimes they're put into situations like what, what just happened with Malik Murphy. But I, I really just want to see, kids having to sit out a year at least if they're going to make that decision because it's it's too much it's getting too similar to just real life free agency and in real life professional sports which is cool like again what cole is saying they deserve to be paid but i don't know go ahead so the the big thing about like what you just said too and i I think that if you start protecting the i'm just going to keep referring to them as investors if you start implementing rules that protect the investor then I think that that takes care of the, like you have to sit out for a year type of thing. Because if, if, if I'm a, if I'm a quarterback, right. And I sign a a $500,000 year deal with Oklahoma, right. The investor has a right to say, okay, like I'm going to give you $500,000 annually, but I want you to, I want, I want to see you stick around for at least two years or you have to at least be named starter by year two. Like there needs to be some sort of, yeah. of incentive for the, the player to receive that money. Like mm-hmm. if you come in and you're getting paid $500,000, but you end up being a bum, 
Yeah. And you it's never like, play a game in the in the for the team, like there's gonna be decreases to what I'm paying you. And if yeah. you decide to break our contract of where, hey, we agreed you're staying for at least two or three years and you end up leaving after one, well then you you're liable to owe me damages. Like you're liable to to return some of my investment because you broke our contract. That's, That's what needs to be in place. It, it's funny you say that because I totally agree. And the reason I say I agree is because, you know, sometimes – I don't know if you watch guys watch much, watch, watch much baseball, but they have incentives in these contracts where it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to give you a certain amount of money to play for the team. And, hey, maybe we sign you a minor league deal. Here's your contract. But if you meet those expectations and you exceed those expectations, you're going to get more. And I think that's a great, mm-hmm. that's a, it's a great point you say because it's like – I'm like, say I suck. I go to a school and I suck, but I have a really cool fucking name. You're going to give me an NIL deal. You know, my name's fucking Luis Rodriguez. And now general I'm booty, fucking general booty. By everybody. That's what I'm saying. Well, what the fuck has he done for your program? <laughs> the coldest to ever do it Crawford. Yeah. And that's the big thing too. I'm not even saying that there should be restrictions on, on sponsorships. Yeah. Like, that sh- that can be open because that has nothing to do with your on-field performance and the market yeah. should correct that itself. Like if you're out there and you're playing great and you're a big media personality like Danny Stutzman, for example, I'm 100% certain that the car dealership in Oklahoma City or in Norman is going to come knocking on your front door and say, hey, we'll offer you this amount of money if you promote our brand. Yeah. That has nothing to do with what the team is paying you. Now, obviously, that's that's going to lead to like a professional thing, like athletes wanting to go to Los Angeles, for example, because there's more sponsorship opportunities in Los Angeles than there is in a you know Norman, Oklahoma. But you re- that's really out of your control. And yeah. if you're developing your players properly, coaches and recruit like as a recruiter should be able to combat that and say, hey, like we understand we're a smaller market, but here in Norman, Oklahoma, you can be a hometown hero where in Los Angeles, you're just going to be another name on the wall. Which would you rather be? Or, you know, we have a chance to win a national championship here, that and that. So sponsorship, like you'll still be able to make more money on sponsorship. I'm, I'm just specifically talking about the universities themselves. If you're going to offer someone a contract, dude, there, there needs to be a cap on it. And I think that, I think that for five stars, I think, I think 500 grand, a cap on that or, or maybe a little bit less, you know, 300 or something like that. I think that makes sense. And then everyone is on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I don't mean to get off topic, but I don't know if you guys saw it. McCord just transferred to Syracuse. Yeah, I saw that. I I don't – I fuck, maybe I don't understand that either. Money. I mean, Syracuse is not a good football program. And you got a big-name guy. I mean, they were 11-1. They, not since really Ernie Davis and Jim Brown. <clears throat> yeah, and – but fuck, dude, that's interesting to me. Maybe he's going to go change it around, but, you know, we're on the topic of transferring and NIL. It's like, what are they offering him that incentives to go to Syracuse? To Syracuse. And now, yeah, and now Syracuse? see, that now puts yeah, that now yeah. puts Ohio State at a serious disadvantage. He just, he just basically took a stick and shoved it up Ohio State's ass. Right before yeah. they were about to play their bowl game, he just decides to up and quit on his team. That... That can't be allowed because these schools are making an investment in these players and the players have, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have any, any say in it. They shouldn't have any control, but they, they shouldn't be allowed to just up and and abandon their team like that 
with no consequences. One, that's not fair to the team. And two, what kind of example does that set for these young adults heading into adulthood? Well, nobody wants to play yeah. these fucking bowl games anyways, Cole. It's like everybody's worried so much about the draft stock. It's like the only four teams in the country that are going to get every single player and every single starter is the four teams playing for the national championship. Other than that, everybody's like, fuck it. I'm transferring or fuck it. I don't want to get hurt and lose my draft stock. Yeah. There's no loyalty. Nobody wants to play in these bowl games. Parker, what's it's, what's uh, your what's your take on like the bowl situation? Because my, my – my feelings are that bowl games are becoming less and less important because the players themselves are stopped, like not caring about them as much. That's like the feeling yeah, that I'm like, getting, but I kind of want to get your take on it. No, I, I've on it, I've started to notice that too, but it kind of seems like, like, yeah, like Chase was saying, like the only four teams that actually are going to get everybody to be there, are the final four. And it's just like, it's weird. Cause it was never like that. Like teams always used to take pride in like, like really like any bull. I mean like not any bull necessarily, but a lot more so then than now. Well, yeah, no dude. I, I think even, I, I, I might even go as to say like, it didn't matter what bowl game it was. Like I, I'm literally a couple years ago. I remember seeing TCU in the cheese it bowl, which is maybe one of the shittiest bowls you can be in, but everyone like wanted to be there. They wanted to play that game. They fucking, like, it was one of the worst games I've ever seen, but, like, they were there and, like, caring about, like, winning that game. Like, they, they fucking celebrated the Cheez-It Bowl, like, you know, because it was, like, I don't know, it just defined their season, I After guess. After 12 but, interceptions. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was, like, one of the worst games I've ever seen. But even that game, like, people were, like, like you, like, the TCU fan base, the Cal fan base, they were invested in the game. Like, everyone wanted to win the game. And, like, no one really had a problem of, this player like was trying to go to the draft or whatever. And like, there were a couple of players on TCU's roster, at least that year, um, like the Jalen Ragers and those types of dudes who like, they, they still wanted to take, take part of it. And now I feel like today with everything that's going on with like the portal and NIL, like now, and, and the way that just like the CFP is like, now they just don't care unless like you're going to a CFP game, even the new year six games, like they don't feel the hold as much meaning as they used to. Like, going into, like, the Sugar Bowl or Peach Bowl or Rose Bowl, like, it didn't matter if you were going to go, like, play for a national championship. Like, it, it, it mattered to, to your fan base and your university. Yeah, it's like that. that. Like, yeah. That was their national championship at that point. Like, like that's mm-hmm. how they treated it. And, like, yeah. yeah, no, teams just aren't looking at it like that anymore. Yeah. Well, it's – I'll put it this way, and I feel like this is the best way to put it. Like, if the players aren't invested in it, then why should we – yeah. Yeah. Like we bleed for these schools. If they're not going to take the bowl game seriously, then why is the fan base going to take it seriously? Yeah. Well, but that's yeah. the that's the frustrating thing too is I feel like the fan bases are like fans are still going to be at that point where like they're always The fan base care. wants to take it seriously. Yeah, they want to care. Fan bases care about wins and losses like a lot. And like it's very easy to see that whenever you hop on social media and you're seeing fans chirp at each other and talk smack you know, when they're about to go play in the Texas Bowl or whatever bowl it may be. And, like, that's that's what's frustrating to me is, like, I at least care. Like, if, if my team were playing in a bowl game this year, like, it didn't matter what bowl game. Like, I still want to win it. But I just get the vibe that unless you're in a big – I mean, unless you're in the playoff or a big New Year's Six, like, it just doesn't hold the same meaning for them anymore. And so that's just – it takes away from the entertainment, you know. But – Yeah. Yeah, like – like I'll give you an example, like, and this is just a hypothetical because I don't think this is going to happen. But let's say Oregon 
like everyone on Oregon's starting lineup, like offense and defense was just like, we're playing Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. Like who gives a shit? I'm going to go protect myself, go to the draft. It's still the Fiesta Bowl. Like it's still a new year yeah. six. And I like the fans want to win that. Like no matter who you're playing, it's still a big occasion. And that's not going to happen. Like, I, you know, like that, I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying that as like a hypothetical of like that. It could very, like if it did happen, you wouldn't be surprised is my point. So, yeah. Parker, how's uh, <clears throat> how's life in uh, San Francisco? Dude, it's been good. So, uh, don't we, lie we to were me. Talking about that? No, <laughs> but I was gonna say is we were we were talking about the the whole APEC thing, bro. I guess uh, I guess like the FBI came to the there's like a like a open air like drug market and just like like arrested like eighty eighty ninety people. Fuck. There's an like, open right- air drug market. Yeah, bro. Like, there's like a lawless like area in San Francisco. They don't, have, they don't have police in there. Yeah, there's no police. Cool, yeah. It's uh, crazy. Well, Parker, I'm glad to see you because you know. Yeah, no, I stay out. I stay yeah. away from there. No, we were concerned about. Wait, have you? Wait, have you ever been there? Yeah, bro. Oh, you have been there. Like, yeah, dude. I. What'd I, you buy? I, yeah. No, 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 no. I've not been to the market, but I've been to the some horse tranquilizer. No, bro. Like people just like walk around in the tenderloin, just like trying to sell you drugs. It's crazy. Oh my god! And they'll have Dude, like we got shit, uh, like, crazy we got, shit that you're like, what the fuck? You like you just have that on you right now, bro? Like, <laughs> Dude, like what the fuck? Did you guys see that when uh, I think I can't remember who it was? <laughs> it may have been like some Chinese ambassador came to visit. Like they came to San Francisco, and uh, I think it was Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom together, like they put together like massive forces to basically clean up the entire area that uh, whatever country's ambassador was going to be in town. And it was like the cleanest San Francisco, like that part of San Francisco had been in like a decade. It was the Chinese. Uh, I think I can actually like, what was it? G. I I thought it was a Chinese ambassador. Dude. I thought it was the fucking president of like China that like went to San Francisco. Oh, president like G. Yeah, I'm pretty like sure. Xi yeah, Jinping. Yeah, Xi yeah, Jinping. Right, Is that this guy? So I was gonna say, bro, we had we had hella. Um... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, was, I couldn't tell. I couldn't. I really couldn't tell, honestly, if, if Parker <clears throat> pulled that image from Google or if it was like a picture he took himself. Of the no, guy. no, I took that picture. Dude, I, I honestly thought it was his background. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I took I that picture. It's his wallpaper, lock screen. <laughs> no, no, no. We got We got to hear about what happened a couple weeks ago because you were supposed to be our guest. What was it last oh, week shit. or two weeks ago? And oh yeah! All of a sudden, we get we all get a message. Hey boys, just woke up in the hospital. Don't think I'm gonna make it today. I'm like, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. We got to hear. Just about uh, dude, honestly, just had one of those nights and just uh, <laughs> just one of those days. <laughs> Just one one of those days, bro. And uh, eight. So like, my house, like my house where I live. So you know how SF houses are like. There's like multi units in like the same mm-hmm. same house. And so mine is like I have to walk down some stairs and just completely miss the fucking stair and just like <laughs> fell like straight forward, bro. Like just like was limp on the floor for like, dude, I don't even know. And just like, dude, like yeah, like, that's scary, bro. Dude, no, it was bad, bro. Like, I was like, dude, I was like out of it for like the next couple of days too. Like, I was just like, 
I, yeah. Dude, I got worried because all all you said was like, "Hey boys, like I just woke up in the hospital," and then you stopped <laughs> yeah. responding. So I was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" So I was texting your brother. I was texting Carter. I was like, "Dude, like, have you heard from Parker? Like, is he okay?" Dude, you actually scared me. I'm sorry. I'm I yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I, I thought I thought Parker. Dude, was yeah, joking. <laughs> No, bro. Like I was. You have a good sense of humor. Like, so damn, bro. If you didn't want to hop yeah. on the pod, you could just say so. That's all it was. That's all it was. Yeah, I was like, damn, I really don't want to hop on this pod tomorrow. <laughs> Dove down the stairs. <laughs> God. <laughs> damn, Parker's just God. Parker's just been going through it like this this uh like, I guess this season, if you want to call it that. I know you. Dude, you got I hit by a car been. too. Yeah, bro. I've been. <laughs> These past couple of months have been rough, bro. I don't Dude, know what like, the fuck. Good look, like I don't know. You might have a fucking like, maybe not gonna be qualified for life insurance at this fucking point. <laughs> fuck, bro. Someone, yeah, someone's gotta have like a Parker Voodoo doll. Some, some. Yeah, Parker's gonna have like a hundred dollar, hundred two hundred dollar premium on his life insurance every month. <laughs> Dude, for real, what the fuck? It, Dude, it's San Francisco. It's like you just gotta get out of there. You gotta get out of there. You gotta yeah. move. Dude, I think you need to come back to. The Stevenson Ranch, man. And me, I you think and you just got to move back states. to the Come ranch. Or Texas. Fuck it. We should all go to Texas. Dude, I'd be down for Texas, dude, bro. Yeah, you need to get your ass over to sunny Texas, dude. I think we'd have more fun if we were in Texas. Me, you, and Hunter. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that'd be lit. Please. Dude, speaking of Hunter. Get Bull gonna, back I'm, out there. I'm going to I'm gonna make a call out right now because fucking Hunter, dude. I was supposed to – like I was texting with him and we were supposed to go to the stockyards and watch the fights and the dude just never replied to me. And then I end up deciding, like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to, like, f- you know, watch the fights from home. And then he finally throws a text message in the fucking group chat. And he's like, where are you at, Luis? And I'm like, you son of a bitch, dude. Like, I texted you. <laughs> get, get, him on, I, get him on the phone. I, get him on the I phone. Te- no, 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 no. Really no. I don't want to get it. It'll, it'll take, like, it'll make the conversation way longer than it has to be. But fuck no, I want to get him on the phone. That'd be funny. <laughs> Someone call him. I'll call him. You, so you can call him. My phone is he's gonna, next to me. He's going to pick up and be like, hey, titty boy. Hey, <laughs> if he says that, I'm going to die of laughter. <laughs> All right. You got to make sure you put your make sure you put your phone up to the mic. I know. Here we go. <laughs> Let's see. Everyone stay silent. Like... It's probably not going to answer. What happened to you, your sausage? Why did you not text me back? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hunter Smith, I'm disappointed in you. I'm Christmas shopping with Jason. Smith with Smith Cattle Company. I'm sorry I couldn't get to the phone right now. <laughs> if you don't mind leaving your name and your number, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. Are we, should we leave him a message? Finished recording. Yeah. You may hang up or press. Everyone, just say a quick one-liner to him. What happened? Hey, what happened? Your fucking sausage. You said you was gonna watch the fights with me last night, and that didn't happen. What happened? <laughs> What happened, you fucking sausage? You're a fucking bum, mate. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, Tater Boy. <laughs> hey, Tater Boy. I'm just calling you because you did our boy Louis dirty last night, and um, yeah, you're just a fucking <laughs> asshole. So have a good day. Love you. <laughs> he just had to throw in the love you. If I'm being <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, though, I I definitely had no problem just fucking streaming the fights at home and watching them here because sometimes just kicking back at the crib is the best thing to do. Oh, dude, well, dude, let's talk about the fights right? last night real quick. 
Yeah, I, this was this is the perfect yeah. segue because I I do want to talk about the fights. Um, but man, that card was nuts. It was one of those cards where I really didn't mind watching it from home. Like it, it's one of those cards where I would have preferred watching it from home almost. But yeah, did anyone else actually like watch it? Like sit like watch all the fights that were on that main card? I didn't watch all. The I didn't watch all of them. Yeah, I had no idea fights. who fucking won, bro. I was okay. sauced by like four. There was, dude, there was Loki a lot. Leon dogged Colby. Yeah, he dog walked him. It was before, bad. Before, before I get to that, uh, fucking, so there, dude, there was so many things that happened. So Bryce Mitchell almost fucking died, which was kind of sad to see. So uh, That was scary. Was fight. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. The, dude, when it happened live, I was like, oh my God, I'm about to watch someone just die on TV. Like, this is bad. Because he got knocked out. And then started having a seizure on the ground and was fucking shaking. Did he? Yeah, dude. He yeah, dude, you didn't up. see the clip of it? And, dude, and hold up. I'll yeah, see if Joe, I can pull it up. Joe Rogan was so nonchalant about it, too. He's like, oh, my God, look at him. He's seizing. He's having a seizure. Yeah, he. he yeah, that that is 100% a seizure. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he just The camera pans <laughs> over to him. And I was like, no, he's exaggerating. There's no way it looks that bad. The camera panned over to him, and Bryce Mitchell was just like, Fucking dude, dude. It was bad. It was bad. And then and then they stained him back up and for like five minutes he still can't fucking walk. And they're like, like, please like get this man a seat. And like no one wanted to give him a seat because he just wanted to walk out of there. I felt bad for him because I'm actually a big Bryce Mitchell fan. And he just, Isn't he undefeated? I, I mean, he I don't think he was now. No, I don't think he's undefeated, but he he had been on a tear and he he's been doing really good recently up until getting clocked last night, but yeah, is that is that the the farmer guy? He's the farmer. Yeah, he's the farmer yeah. dude from from Arkansas. He's actually like funny as hell. I'd say he's. Nah, he's here, Chase. Do you want to do you want to see it? Yeah, send it to me. Are you gonna screen share? It? No, here I'm gonna screen share it. Yeah. Oh god, let's see live reactions. It was oh dude, it was bad. Like dude, I bad. I legitimately thought for a half second I was like, this guy's about to die on this card, and they're gonna <laughs> cancel the event. Like it it looked bad. <laughs> That's crazy. His toes were all curled up, and <laughs> was there any like update like, like, on that? Yeah, looks like I, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think they just took his ass to the hospital, and I hope he's okay. If he's listening, it was one of the hardest like overhands I've ever seen. Like it just couldn't. They didn't even connect with his jaw. I don't think it was just like straight in the face, and it was so hard that it, like half of his soul like just left. <laughs> it was bad. Well, cool. Do you have the clip, Jamie? Jamie? For some reason, I can't get it to pop up. I don't know why. Well, I'll watch it after, but that's okay. I, well, yeah, well, you can just watch it later. Just, and uh, what else? What else happened? And then after that, fucking Sean Strickland ended up getting in a brawl against Drikus. Oh yeah, bro. That yeah. was that was Loki sick. Dude, dude, that's crazy. Patty Pimlet, Patty Pimlet, also him, oh, dude. Like he, Patty, like sure, to, yeah. Sure, Tony Ferguson is now like he's washed and he's lost seven in a row now. But Patty looked good, like, and he also even looked physically good. Like he looked he's a lot bigger. Man. He looked yeah. he, like you know how Patty's always like fat, and he and then he just like gets super skinny like the week before the fight. Yeah, he, yeah. he looked like he just looked good this time. Like he looks like a completely different person, and he he put it on him. one three rounds to zero. He's him. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, in the fight, I am taking Parker Williams over Luis Rodriguez 
Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, when we get to that. We got it. We still got to plan that out. We still got to get, gotta get the full the full card going. I'm I'm more. I am more than happy to make you lose more money than you have to, Chase. Like that is. I, I never said I was betting it. We we, we, Not we on, stick away from the betting. I'd bet on it. What do you? What do I'd you throw twenty bucks on Parker. I feel like I'd be I the just, dog. I feel like I'd be the underdog. It just depends because so like that's a good return. Luis, yeah, like what are we? Yeah, like what is this line gonna be? Like minus one fifteen, minus one hundred five. If I'm a dog, I'm I'm down to be a dog because that's. Well, here's what I mean, happens: is you guys are gonna have a, a fight plan, and then Parker's gonna fall on the stairs before you walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Parker's <laughs> injured right before the fight. <laughs> Someone's gonna jump him in San Francisco. Yeah, he's hanging out with the, the dudes had that one street, whatever the fucking non police street. He's like, what the fuck? Chase, what, oh, who, who's who's Chase fighting? Are you fighting uh, J Lo? Dude, J Lo's my friend. I, like I saw. Him I think I think Chase should Luis fight. Luis is part, my uh, friend too. My friend. What the fuck? <laughs> I think that Chase should fight Braden. Cole's my friend him. too. I'd fight him. I would eat Braden. Hey, Braden's like 170 pounds, dude. I love Braden. I, I, dude, I, yeah, but he's he's probably got that, that bantamweight speed. You know, you ever seen UFC one where it's like a fucking like four hundred pound dude fighting this little yeah like, yeah I, little guys yeah with no weight classes. It's just like that was crazy. I don't know how scrappy Braden is. I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I would like eat him. I'm I'm, I'm way too I'm too big. Okay, for... but what if what if you guys are just boxing like with some it's, gloves? It's, yeah, it depends what kind of because if we're doing like a UFC, I'm just going to... He might be him. quick. Yeah. Would, yeah, maybe I, he has some I, fast he, hands. He probably has me in endurance, for sure. I don't have the stamina to go, <laughs> you know, five rounds. Um, unless you, unless I'm chasing a fucking donut, you know, in circles. But I, I, I just... Dude, who knows? But, Braden, I, if you want to set it up, let's fucking set it up, dude. I mean, you're... I'm coming. Just call him out real fast. The next, the next This is a call yeah. out to Braden. Breckenridge 2.0. First, it was J Lo coming for you. Now it's me. I'm coming for it, <laughs> and we're running it back. I will eat you like a cookie. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think the next the next bachelor party that we all have, whoever is the next one in line, we can just book the exact same house that we stayed in in Breck. That place was sick because that had, <laughs> that, that place, place is so that sick. place is that place's little living room area. Like you can move some stuff around and make like a little makeshift oh, yeah. ring or something. Maybe we sit <laughs> down on yeah. a cage. We <laughs> sat down a mat been... where uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but saying. yeah, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, God. I'll invite my friend. Um, I have two friends in Breckenridge, Hunter and Tatum, and I think they maybe they can be the ring girls. Oh my God! Nicely. Well, shit, boys, you want to uh, hop into some hop into some tubs? Tub time. Well, hold on. Oh, we Parker. haven't we haven't talked about Leon versus Colby. Yeah, I want to hear. About oh it. shoot! Okay, give me your take. Give me your take, dude. Yeah, I don't know if someone also already had like immediate thoughts. My immediate thoughts were I was very surprised by how slow and sluggish Kobe looked. I think maybe it's just maybe it just had to do with like how he hasn't fought in a year and a half to two years. Like it's been a minute since he's been in there, so he probably had a lot of ring rust. But I was very shocked by how he usually puts the pressure on everyone. Like that's his thing is he's like he's his cardio is insane, so he's just gonna put the pressure on you until you gas and get exhausted, and he just didn't do that. And I think he could have because I don't think Leon Edwards cardio is as good as him or as, as his, but he just looked slow and 
sluggish and like he couldn't do really do anything, dude. So I think arguably maybe at best he won the very last round because he was just grapple grapple fucking him. But yeah, outside of that, he kind of got dog walked and Leon just kind of had his way with him and just he was just coasting like he he didn't really have to exert himself. So I, I think he he probably lost a lot of fans by the way he was talking so much shit in the media and all these like personal things that yeah. he was saying. And like yeah. crossing the line, talking about his dead dad, and then he comes out yeah, and, crazy. And, and fights like that. And I was almost, I was like, why didn't you fight Masvidal like that? Like, because I like yeah, Masvidal. He almost like, looks, he almost looks scared, dude. He it did look like scared. He, he looked, it, it, it looked like he just wasn't trying to do like his normal game plan because he was just too scared. Like, just Leon was just gonna catch him. He was. I, so, I mean, Leon, it, Leon has that power to like just like at and at any given point in the Absolutely. fight if you a punch or a kick like you you could just be done like yeah well at that's any the thing point. yeah that, that's one thing that they were saying on like the commentary was they were saying like how intimidated he looked by Leon's speed cuz Leon would literally just hit him with like a little feint and Cole yeah he was flinching like, so much he was yeah. flinching so hard and he was just kind of like overloading his like nervous system and he kind of just didn't know what to do after that like he it's he he I think Rogan put it like perfectly. He was like, he doesn't trust where Leon is going to be whenever he wants to throw something like usually yeah. with Colby, he, he knows exactly where that guy's going to be, even if he's not like the best striker, but I, he just looked like he was too scared to throw anything. Cause he's like, I don't trust that he's going to be there by the time I throw this jab, like I might be getting knocked out. And I think he was just scared of getting clacked. Like that's really what I, I think what happened. He just, it's just he saw it's what this just... dude did to Usman for two fights. And he was like, Wow, like I lost the Usman twice, and this guy made him look stupid. So it's just funny because you talk all that shit just to get your fucking ass beat. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think that it's really Colby? Colby, like that's who he is. Or you think it's more just a character and building up hype and people like it's it's entertaining, right? Like people. I think I think it's both. Like I think it's it's a piece of him, but yeah. I think I think really all it is is him acting like an idiot to get people to watch. It's kind yeah, of like the Jake marker. Paul. It's kind of like the Jake Paul formula, where it's like, all right, if if people don't like me a lot, at least there's gonna be a fuck ton of people who hate me and want to see me lose, so they're gonna tune in, and it it works for him. Like you could see it in his pay per view numbers. Like the guy yeah. draws eyeballs, but it at the same time, like he's he goes out there and he talks all that shit and says all this like personal stuff. And it's not even that he lost. It's that he went out like the way in which he fought, like a like just scared. he fought like a pussy, bro. Yeah, yeah. He, it's not. It's not like it was like an honorable loss. Like you, you fought like a bitch. The dude. Usman, yeah, like the Usman fight, like the Usman L's that he took. He was at least fucking pushing the pace and that like second, that make, second fight. Yeah, if you give him one more round, saying, I think more, Kobe would have won that one for sure. Yeah, well, both of them, both just of the Usman way more fights. respectable. Yeah. Way more respectable losses like that. Like last night was not a respectable loss, bro. Like you just no. embarrassed yourself, dude. Another you thing, like yeah. so embarrassing. Yeah, he he definitely embarrassed himself. And another thing too is he then he then the bell rings and he parades around the ring as if he won. And I'm like, yeah, the, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You won one round at best. Like, what are you doing? You look like a fucking dumbass right now. And like, I'm not afraid to say that because I like I I I've kind of like been a Colby fan. Because of how funny he is, whenever he's talking shit, he's like, "Oh, it's come yeah. shot Shemayev," or like he always comes up with these funny <laughs> nicknames for people. But then he does that, and I'm like, "What the fuck, dude? Like that? That was so embarrassing. Like, 
at least Masvidal, whenever he was fucking talking shit to these people, like he would go out there and like if even if he was getting dog walked, he was still gonna be in there trying to hang with you. So I don't know, dude. Well, Chase, Chase mentioned like, is it is that him? Is that his personality, or is that just for entertainment? And that's like the whole reason why. Like, dude, I'm the I'm like the exact person that probably should be a Colby Covington fan, yet I'm not. And I just don't find like I I. I don't dislike him, but I don't like him either. Like, I'm not a fan of his. And the whole reason I'm not a fan of his is just because I think that his whole act is just fake. Like, at least with guys like Sean Strickland or, like, Hamzat or even Connor, like, dude, that's them. Like, that's their real personality. Like, Connor is that dude. Sean Strickland is actually a guy that I firmly believe has killed someone in his his life. I actually believe he's murdered someone. (laughs) Hamzat is shit. literally a freaking that dude's a re- like he's just a rebel. Like that's his personality. Like he'd probably kill someone. I mean, did you see? Did, did you or Col- see, uh... Colby's just like it's it's all an act. Like it, none of it's real. And he's even come out and said it. Like he he said, "Oh yeah, I changed my personality because I wanted to be more likable." Like that's not well. It's 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 because he was gonna get. It's because he was gonna get cut is why he yeah. had to do it because he was he was winning a fuck ton of fights and they told him like you are winning fights but you are boring as shit and you need to do something about it and that's when he flipped the script went to Brazil the next fucking fight that he had and talked shit about Brazil and called them a dump and then after that everyone was like yo like this guy's out of pocket <laughs> and that's how he started <laughs> that's how he kind of started it was cuz he was going to get cut and now it's just been his way to i mean all the power to him because it get it gets him views, but yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's not it's not like Connor where Connor just that's just him whenever he's talking smack and coming up with all these one liners. Uh, cool. I wanted to ask. Well, you, it, you it's see? always been consistent with those guys. Like with Colby, it just like switched up midway through. That's where it gets me. Yeah. It's like it's it's yeah. just not authentic. It doesn't it doesn't even come off as like somewhat authentic. Well, it's not supposed to be authentic. Like at least make it somewhat believable, dude. I don't yeah. know. But uh did you see uh Strickland and O'Malley like going at it at the press conference? I mean I saw him fight Dracus. No, no, no. I'm, I mean Sean Strickland and Sean O'Malley were like Oh, he probably had a lot to say about Sean O'Malley. Yeah, he probably was calling, calling him like a, no, a, a rainbow that. lesbian or something like that, probably. He was, <laughs> he was saying he was calling him like a dork or a nerd or something. And O'Malley's just like, I'm a rich one though. I'm a rich dork. He's like <laughs> it was actually kind said, of funny. Wait, somebody said, like, at least I don't fuck my dad or something. Like Oh, said, that's what O'Malley said. O'Malley yeah. looks at him in the and he's like, At least I wasn't fucked by my dad. <laughs> and then Sean Strickland, that dude like he does not hide whenever like something pisses him off because he just like looks at O'Malley and he's just like I will kill you with my bare hands uh that's uh, yeah it's that's yeah that's a sensitive topic in itself like I know Jerichus tried to talk shit to him about that too about how he was like abused as like a kid and that's that fun, shit pissed bro. him off Why, like you want to talk shit about someone? I get it, but like, why are you going after someone's family and someone's like dad's? Like Colby, those Colby got humbled, bro. Like you're talking about this big time. Dad. It doesn't matter if dude, the guy was, yeah, a, maybe was... He wasn't a great guy, but like, dude, come on. Yeah. Big but, time. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think Connor's ever said something like that. <laughs> like, like that to was that terrible. extent. That was bad. 
Yeah, that was... The worst I think Connor's ever done was tell Floyd Mayweather to dance for him. <laughs> dance, you fucking... You fucking pussy. Actually, shit, he may have said something about Habib's dad one time after Habib's dad died, but... But it's oh. funny how these guys who talk shit they get fucking Jesus. But that's also that's also just Connor. Like he like at least when he said was saying that shit, like <laughs> he meant. Yeah, that he shit meant it. His, yeah, he yeah, he meant. He meant that. Don't shit. know if that makes it better or worse, but he meant it. <laughs> it makes it worse, I think, for him. But it makes it <laughs> it makes it more authentic because like that's that's just him. With Colby, I think he was just looking for something to get under his skin with. Just looking for a hot topic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it and it backfired because this dude, like, he didn't, he just stayed cool, calm, and collected, and just kind of coasted. Yeah, and he humbled him. So yeah, yeah. I, I want to see, I want to see Colby fight Dustin next. That would be a, I, I still want to see that fight. That'd be solid. Be good, but, but, yeah. All right, tub time. See Louis, Louis is it tub time? Parker. Yeah, it is. Oh, Parker. Oh, this works, What's right? up? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I remember from last time. Tub of the week. Uh, Tub time, tub time. Tub time, tub time. Tub time, tub time. Parker, what has been the highlight of your week? Um, so I guess that I mean it was last Sunday, but uh, Carter came up to visit. My little brother Barter, and uh, Barter came up to visit and uh, we hit the 49er game. That's Watched the Niners blow out the Seahawks. It was, it was a good time. Good, man. I love that guy. Yep. Well, give, give, him a, give him a hug from me. I, he's a good guy. I will. I will. I'm going to see him uh, Saturday. That's when well, I go back him, home. Tell him hi and please tell Claudia I say hello as well. I will. I, will, a great I, will. Woman. I love that woman. <laughs> Claudia, feel free to date Mike. I love you guys. <laughs> just two, two great people. I, I, maybe I'm out here marketing the relationship, and I think Parker to be a dope stepbrother. Oh god! Sorry, I'm getting off topic. Chase trying to hook Chase is trying to hook his dad up right now. Jesus! I, I literally was super fucked up yesterday. And I was telling my dad, I was like, Dad, you need a nice girl. You should date Claudia. I told him that last night. <laughs> Sorry if that. I don't know how you feel about that, but. I'm morally, what no, I'm trying to funny, say is, is your mom, your funny. mom is your, your mom's a great woman. So that's all. <laughs> Everyone loves Claudia. Claudia's dope. Dude, it was so that like yeah. one of the best parts about my wedding was seeing was seeing Claudia there and like taking pictures with Claudia and you and and freaking <laughs> Carter and stuff like that, dude. I miss her. Yeah, she will. She will definitely that was a lot, be invited to my wedding. She's a great. Yeah, woman. she had a great time. She had a great time at your wedding, bowl. Good. I'm glad she did. It was a good time. Um, I'll go next since I have the talking stick. Um, the tub of my week, honestly, it's been a pretty annoying week. I've had a lot of – there's just been so much drama. But I think the tub of my week is honestly today, talking to you guys for an hour and 15 and just shooting the shit with my boys. You know, it's, I look forward to it every week. So I know I was a little late today. I was a little hungover. But you know what? I'm feeling better because I got to hang out with you guys, and it's always fun. So appreciate you guys. What a pussy. Luis, what about you, buddy? That was sweet. That was sweet. Uh, my tub is um, well. First off, I'm excited to like finally get some time off from work coming up next week and just take off for Christmas. I'm excited because I'm counting down the days so I can go out to California see the boys. 
And yep. then I I was very, very entertained by what I saw last night at the fights, specifically with Patty, Patty the Batty. I'm, I'm still riding with that train, especially after last night. I think he looked great. It was really cool to see him win. So, yeah, good weekend of uh, watching fights. Good, man. Good, good, good. I think my tub of the week is uh, my mom finally, like, made the commitment that she was going to come out here. So I'm happy about that. She hasn't seen my new, like Emma and I's oh, yeah. new place out here. So um, I honestly didn't think she was going to come. She just kept on going back and forth. Like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But she finally committed and she's going to come out here this weekend. So I'm happy to see her like for the holidays and stuff. It's been a while. So I know my mom's listening right now, probably. So I'm excited to see her. We love Rhonda. Yeah, I, oh, we do love Rhonda. Yeah, Rhonda is fucking awesome. She called me Rhonda. yesterday. Rhonda. I'm super sorry. Mr. Cole. I was really fucking drunk. <laughs> I'm sure she was calling me to wish me a congrats on my Bruins win. So I know you're listening. I, she probably was. No, I 100 was. It was right after oh. the UCLA game, and she was calling me, and I texted her. I was like, I am way too fucked up right now to talk <laughs> respectfully. But I, I, I apologize. Oh, hey, wishing your mom a happy birthday tomorrow. So you know, oh yeah, happy birthday tomorrow, dude. I have a. I have a second tub, freaking, uh, oh yeah, and happy birthday, because by the time she's listening to this, it's her birthday, so happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. Um, happy birthday. But what's it called? Uh, my second tub was, dude, OKC pulled out a massive dub, and SGA had a, a game winner against the Nuggets yesterday in Denver. That was a huge win for OKC last night. So that's a second, that's a second tub of mine. SGA called game, freaking win by one, love that man. MVP. Ash? Back me I up didn't there, see that, but MVP. That's, that's it. Oh, he's he's definitely MVP caliber. Like I, I could definitely sure. see him in the in the conversation. Top five, my ass. You think he's better than Giannis, <laughs> the Joker, Luca? No, he's not. I, I think that he it. mean. I think he means more to the team. No, I would agree. Take S, take SGA away from Oklahoma City, and what's their record? But but it's the same thing with like. The Joker. Like take, take I was going to say, dude. Mm-hmm. The Joker. I mean, I still think Denver would be pretty good. I still think Denver would be pretty good. They wouldn't be, they, like, contender, but they'd still be playing caliber, I think. And I honestly yeah, think same as same as the Bucks because they still have Dame. Yeah, valid. Well, so, no. Boys. I mean, you take, you take Giannis and you take Jokic off those teams. Like, they're still playing contender teams. So, SGA yeah, for MVP. <laughs> well, good marketing, Cole. I hope it works out for you. Um, boys, it's been real. I've been hungover. I'm going to go take a fat nap and shit, and then I'm going to hopefully feel better. Jesus. Well, the only All person right. probably listening this late is your, is Rhonda, so we do appreciate it, and thank you. I know it's been an hour 15 of your guys' day, and I hope everybody has a blessed Monday when we post, and uh, I'm gonna, I, I got to go take a shit, dude. Let's end this thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm clipping that. That, that wraps up. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, Jason. So, uh, all right. Well, that that wraps up episode 17. Um, if you're still rubbing along with us, we appreciate it. We appreciate the support. Um, another day in paradise. Parker, thanks for hopping on. Always a pleasure to have you on, Thanks, buddy. boys. Thanks for right, having me. Cheeseburgers in paradise. Dude, can we end this other shit Oh, 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 fuck, fuck, chase me.
Fuck Chase Smith. Party the party. <laughs> Get in there, you <laughs> fucking sausages.